Thank you for joining us for Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Sam and David. Idolatry absolutely can be the little statuettes, whatever, right? That's idolatry. But idolatry scripturally carries a lot more with it. Um, Anytime we, I was thinking about this the other day, I think a lot of times we think of idolatry as putting something above God. But that's not a lot of times the way Jesus talked about it. One of the things Jesus talked about was he says, you can't have two. If you have two masters, one of them you don't love. You read one of them you're going to love more. An idol can be anything, really. It could be your phone, your child your car, your job, a television show that you can't miss. What Sam and David are getting at today is that anything that takes precedence or priority over God in your life has become an idol. So think about what that means for you today. Now here are Sam and David in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 as they continue their message, Faithful Servants. It also says they turned from idols to serve the living and true God. And again, they, all of this, it's tied to this thing that they lived in expectation of Jesus' return. They were eagerly awaiting. Another word that I think might be helpful to think of with this is like anticipation. This isn't the idea of like, I hope it happens. Or I'm going to wait and see what happens. The idea here is anticipation. It's coming, I just don't know when. And when we have that anticipation, it changes how we act. You know, when when you're anticipating a promotion, you know, if you're if if you you believe it's coming, but you you just don't know when, you you get yourself ready for it. You get things in line because you know it's coming, but you don't know when. You know, that's kind of the picture Jesus was giving in that parable at the start, where he's like, you know, you don't know when the master's coming back, so don't slack off while he's gone. When the boss gets ready, you gets back, you don't want him to find you taking advantage of the other servants or taking advantage of his being away by just wasting your time. Let the Lord find us busy and taking care of one another. And that preparation, it, point, it, it connects to something else. He talks about here this idea of idolatry. And idolatry absolutely can be the little statuettes, whatever, right? That's idolatry. But idolatry scripturally carries a lot more with it. Um, anytime we, I was thinking about this the other day, I think a lot of times we think of idolatry as putting something above God. But that's not a lot of times the way Jesus talked about it. One of the things Jesus talked about was he says, you can't have two. If you have two masters, one of them you don't love. You read one of them you're going to love more. Jesus talked about it in that context. He talked about money. Like you can't if you if you love money, if money is what you love, you don't love God. There's there's not there can't be that competition. When something is vying for equality with God in my life, it's an idol. It's becoming an idol. It doesn't have to be higher than God. And I'm making the distinction because I think sometimes we give ourselves a cop out there, you know? It's like, it's not, you know, 
God's at a 10, and this thing's at like an eight or a nine, so it's not really idolatry. I just really like it. But, it be, but a lot of times, I think what's actually happening is it's becoming idolatry. And to explore this a little further, we're going to read Colossians 3. You want to read that? Yeah. Um, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, yeah. covetousness, which is idolatry. And I mean, I think something that's really interesting here is passion, because a lot of times we wouldn't describe passion as something to hate, especially in this world. Like, you know, a biggest thing on social media is hashtag goals. You know, it's like to have a passion. You're like, that's not bad. It's, it's, it's easy to keep ourselves entertained. It's not it's not a bad thing to have. And we're not saying that these things that that in itself is bad, but it's really examining. I mean, David said it perfectly, but how. What place does that have in our lives, especially in the church that we are part of here in the United States, where we have the American dream, where we have these expectations of what we deserve, or because I am a daughter or son of Christ, I deserve such thing. Because I, I'm faithful with my tithes, because I'm faithful with my attendance, then God's going to give me this. And it's, it's really us dying to this reality of what we think matters is us really dying to what our worldview of what matters and really tuning into who Jesus is. Yeah, and like when you think about that list, you know, like sexual immorality, impurity, evil desire, passion, covetousness, they don't sound like idols. You know, it doesn't, it's not Buddha. It's not, it's not a, like, it's not a person. It's not an image. It's kind of, it's almost confusing terminology for us, I think, with the imagery, the connotations that we have in our culture, but it boils down to the issue of, again, what do I worship? What do I love more than anything else? And when he's, what he's pointing out here, you know, with immorality, impurity, evil desire, um, being ruled by our passions. And I think, you know, one of the, like in this context, another, one of the ways you see this is when I, if I give vent to my emotions, that when I'm saying rather than, in all these things, what I'm saying is rather than doing things the way God tells me, sexual immorality, rather than saying I'm going to trust God with the design for sex that he says it has, I'm going to do it my way. When I say instead of trusting God that he'll bring justice, that he'll bring you know, truth to the situation that he wants reconciliation and forgiveness. I'm going to say, I don't need to forgive. I'm going to vent my anger, you know, because I'm, I'm owed that. I have a right to this thing. It, what it shows is that I, I don't really believe deep down in that place that Jesus is the king who's going to come back and set this all right and do things the way that he said. I don't really believe that he has the authority or that he has my best interests at heart. Or I wouldn't do that because if I really believed that at my core, that would not be the result, you know? If I really believed that Jesus had the power and the love that he says he has, then I wouldn't indulge in that passion or in that improper desire, whatever it would be, I wouldn't indulge in it or wouldn't put all my hope in it because I know that he's actually the one that will satisfy that desire, that he's actually the one with the authority and with the love 
to do it right. And so it, it comes down, it becomes an issue of trust. It's really an issue of trust. And I think it helps us to see it that way. That's why he tells us in James 1.17, faith without works is dead. It's not that we, it's not to say that we earn salvation. What he's saying is that if, he says we're saved by faith. And if you have faith, it's gonna show up. It's gonna happen, it's gonna bear fruit. You're gonna see it because what you believe is what you do. God knows that we can't, we can't do these things in our own power. Again, that's why he died. That's why he gives us his spirit. So there's, there is absolutely grace for us working through these things. Over and over, he tells us that. There's grace for him, for us working through this process and being transformed and working with him in that. But we have no excuse for abusing the grace or being apathetic about the mission that he's given us because he's given us his spirit to enable us. If we have, if he's, if he himself is working in us and empowering us, we have no excuse to just blow it off, to indulge these things, to walk in these, in idolatry of whatever it may be, to, to, to blow off our responsibility to one another. And that's why we're saying, you know, the, all of this is tied to this idea of eagerly expecting Jesus' return. Because if I really believe that Jesus is really the king who's really gonna give me, make me everything that I was made to be when he returns, that he's gonna satisfy every desire and he's gonna, he's gonna deal with everything that's wicked in me and he, he's, that he has a plan to do all that when I believe that, I'm looking forward to it, right? I'm not, that sounds good. So I'm looking forward to it. That's why he says we're eagerly waiting. We're not just like, we don't just know that it's going to happen. Become, when you know that it's going to happen, it becomes an eager expectation because it's so much better than how things are now. Paul said in another place, he's like, look, if, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we have, we are out of everybody. We're in the worst situation. We're the most pitiable because right now what he tells us is don't just do what feels natural. Don't just vent your emotions and chase every desire. Don't do that. Instead, submit it to God's design because he's coming and he's going to set everything right and he's going to bless you greatly when he comes. That's all we have time for today on Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. We're so glad you joined us, and we hope you'll be back next Friday at this same time. Each time you tune in, you'll hear from God's Word, learn what His heart is for you and your brothers and sisters in Christ, and how you can put His love into practice in your community. You'll hear from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth and other exciting guest speakers as we navigate the reality of the church in this modern world. If you'd like to listen to additional Community Night teachings, visit MainThingRadio.com today. You'll find our archive of these messages, as well as the Monday through Thursday verse-by-verse teachings from Pastor Robert. You'll also be able to connect with us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Do you live in Miami Beach? If so, we'd love to see you this Sunday at Calvary, Miami Beach. Join us at 9 a.m., 11 a.m., or at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study with Pastor Robert. 
We're also live streaming all of our services on our church website and Facebook Live. Find out more at mainthingradio.com. Just click on About to find a link to the church website. That's all for today. Thanks for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio.